Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this Rare But Real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter, Grace Anna, and her daughters-in-law, Maureen, Cassett, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. And now, Audrey Brogy. I am so glad to be able to record this podcast, and I was just talking to my daughter-in-law, Maureen, about how it's such a blessing to be able to have the technology and to be able to do this and to record it um, at times when it's convenient for us to do it and to get get together. And because I just said that, you know that she is joining me today, and she's my first daughter-in-law. You, uh, for those of you who read my bio or know anything about me, you know Carl and I have four sons, and we have one daughter, and she's right in the middle of the boys. And um, and my daughter-in-law, Maureen, is the very first one we welcomed into our family as another daughter. So I'm glad she's here. And she has been listening to me um, teach since she was a young teenager. I'm not sure about how old were you the first time you heard me teach, Maureen? <laughs> I think I was 15. Okay, okay. So I was Maybe 14 still. Yeah. I think it was right before I turned 15. Yeah, yeah. So she's been like, uh, you know, she's heard me a long time. And the interesting thing is that she still listens and that's what I'm so thankful for more than anything and and she's prayed for me and uh, she has come with me to events and she lets me teach her daughters and in fact she trusts me to teach her daughters and her sons because mm-hmm. even as women we can teach little boys I've always said that you know it's just when they become men we we uh, we uh, we become influencers rather than authoritative teachers over their lives although we still have lots and lots of biblical um, influence over them but um, but now, you know, she watches and listens online to a uh, woman's life and other things that I do when she can't actually be here in person. And many times I get a text the morning of woman's life and she lets me know she's praying for me. And that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who are listening, who, you might not even know what woman's life is. I know a lot of you do, but some of you, I, I've noticed I get new followers sometime and you might not be aware of what what woman's life what is that Um, but that's what we call the women's ministry the main women's ministry in our church is called woman's life and when we first started having this ministry we met um, twice a month through the the academic year you know like September to um, April and we've tweaked it over the years and in the last few years um We've uh, our women's ministry has decided to have it focused. So we focus in October, September, or October one month where where I'm teaching back to back, and then uh, do it again in February. Um, and I started doing that a few years ago because I wanted to teach this series called uh, "Growing Girls." That's what I called it, and building boys. And those messages I wanted them back to back, and for the women in our church. And what happened is after we did that, is our women love that format so much. It was like um, they liked, it was almost like a mini conference. It was back to back for this month. We're focused on this. And even our homeschooling moms would put that in their academic calendar to bring their daughters to. And um, and so we did that. And then, and, and again, that was wonderful for our children's ministry as well, because that's, you know, requires so much 
manpower. Um, but our women loved it so much, we have just stuck with that format. So um, I'm saying that to let you know that today, uh, Maureen listened to the entire series, Wisdom Calls. That's what I taught during the month of February. And she was very encouraging to me throughout the time, um, because not only would she tell me she's praying for me before I taught, but then she would follow up in the afternoon and tell me what it meant to her. So I was thankful for that, and I thought it would be a really good uh, podcast to talk about it. And um, and and I'll give a little bit of introduction here, Maureen, and then I'm going to start asking you some questions. But uh, for, again, okay. for those of you who don't know, Wisdom Calls, I, I've always depended on Proverbs 9. I love Proverbs 9. because, And so I started the series with that. Uh, and we looked at the contrast between the woman of wisdom and the woman of folly. Wisdom is seen in the choices that we make, either the way of wisdom or the way of folly. And there's a big contrast in that chapter. The first six verses describe what the woman of wisdom is like. And then the middle part is like a rebuke and instruction. And then the last six verses are talking about the woman of folly and how she mimics the woman of wisdom, except she has nothing and she knows nothing and she's she's boisterous and all those things. So we just walked through that whole chapter, the first session. And then in the second message, we camped out in uh, Proverbs 7. Now, we looked at other passages as well, because we also looked at some women who... um, from scripture who are like the Proverbs 7 woman and we ex- or or not you know in terms of the way they present themselves and so what we really did is we saw how wisdom is seen and how we present ourselves specifically and how we clothe ourselves that's the the direction we took in the second session the third session um, I use the, the the foundational verse in Proverbs 14 1 that says a wise woman builds her house but the foolish tears it down with her own hand And then we looked at another passage in Proverbs, and we looked at the building blocks of building your house, which are knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And um, and that was the third message. And then the fourth message was um, after we talked about the wise woman builds, then it just seemed like a natural flow to look at Psalm one twenty seven, and we and I followed it up with one Psalm one twenty eight because that particular passage says, "Unless the Lord builds the house, they let." labor in vain who build it. So it almost seems like an oxymoron. God tells us, build your house. You know, a wise woman builds her house, but unless the Lord builds, but it's not. And that's, you know, so I walk through those, um, that passage in the last message. And so I say all of that because one of the things I th- thought would be really great is, because I know a lot of women watch online, um, but to, to talk to someone who actually did watch online and um, and to talk about what the takeaway she gleaned from it and, and, uh, and I have obviously I have questions that I can ask her, but I'm going to give the um, floor to Maureen now. And Maureen, you just go for it and share, you know, the things that the Lord put on your heart as a resort as a, a as a res- I forgot I lost my word. <laughs> anyway, go as ahead. a result of listening, yeah, result. Right. Thank you. I was thinking response result. <laughs> yeah, good. Go <laughs> ahead. Go. <laughs> Hey, everyone listening. I'm honored to be here again and to share with you some of the great pieces of wisdom that Audrey taught in her series a few weeks ago. And I would encourage all of you, first of all, let me just say that if you have not ever listened to Audrey's teaching at Woman's Life, their ministry, it is a profoundly impactful ministry that the Lord has used greatly to shape my life. As young, starting as young as 14 and now I'm 39 and God continues to use Audrey um, as one of his servants 
who's obedient and lives out Titus 2, 3 through 5, to always be encouraging the younger women. And I have just learned so much from this series in particular about wisdom. Um, I was so thrilled when Audrey told me she was going through Proverbs 9, because when I think of Audrey, I always think of she reads a proverb every day. (laughs) And I got that from her. I learned that very young in mothering, and I've done that with my kids. Now, I'm not going to tell you I've done every single day since I've been a mom. But in general, we do that, whether it's on the way to school, whether it's at night before they go to bed, whether it's over a meal. We try to do that and then to ask them a few things that they glean from the scriptures. And so for me to listen, it was it was kind of fun. I was like pulling out, okay, what do I take away from this? And honestly, the biggest thing I would say I took from Proverbs 9 is I went back in my Bible that I had like two Bibles to go. And I was reading in there, and I must have just had Luke, our second son. And I wrote on the side, and excuse me if I get teary here, I wasn't even planning on it, but just how I was asking the Lord and begging him to bring godly, wise women into the lives of my son one day if they if he has marriage for them. And then not only did I pray for those women, but I also pray that they would be godly men who love him and know him more than anyone else, that they put him first in their lives so that they would be fit to find a young lady who loves the Lord and puts him first in her life. And so it was exciting to have this old Bible out with notes and to see the difference Mm -hmm. between a wise and a foolish woman and just to see how God, I mean, ladies, you just need to read Proverbs (laughs) every day. There are so many nuggets. Mm-hmm. about wisdom to take away from it. And Audrey mentioned that one of the days she talked about Proverbs 14, 1, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. And I was struck by this. Audrey, you taught, I mean, you've referenced Proverbs for years in your mm-hmm. teaching. You always do. But when you were going through Proverbs 31 specifically teaching that, I don't remember if I was in high school or that was a series that Woman's Life you did, mm-hmm. but I remember being struck then and I wasn't fresh, just like the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. And just how much, I don't know, I just asked the Lord that I would be a wise woman, that I wouldn't make decisions or call to our family that are foolish and they're selfish and they're in the heat of the moment or when I'm tired or don't feel like listening to another story, mm-hmm. but that I would always be present, that I would be wise and that God would allow me to be discerning in that as I raise my children. And as I'm a wife to Jordan, that I would stay close to his heart. And so you kept talking about in that series, you know, as we always talk about on this podcast, staying close to the Lord, like this is not just going to happen if we have our Bible sitting on our nightstand, we have to be in this. We have to be eating up the word of God day in and day out to not fall into that trap of being the foolish woman. I mean, Audrey, I'll let you, I don't want to say too much. I'm not sure exactly what questions you have. Um, but I, for me specifically, I think it was week three or week four, maybe when you taught Psalm 127 and 28, mm-hmm. 128, that was like the most, I mean, I'm going to go down and say that's like the best lesson that Audrey Brogy has ever taught. <laughs> um, and I always think that and say that when I step yeah. away from, you know, whether it's like church or you hear something or you read a book and it's always like the best ever, but then I kind of laugh to myself and I'm like, it's not, I mean, 
sure they're all good because they're bathed in scripture and you right. walk with the Lord, but it's like, it was the best for me in that moment mm-hmm. several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And where I am in my life with raising my family mm-hmm. and just being reminded that when God's at the center, he grows that family, he blesses that family, he guides us, and he protects us. Mm-hmm. And how we don't need to fear the enemy. We don't even need to fear this world that we live in now. If we are walking with the Lord and having him at the center of our homes and every decision that we're making for our little arrows, that we are seeking the Lord, his face before we carry those out. Mm-hmm. And so for me, Audrey, when you were talking about that, and then Psalm 128, yeah. I mean, even the imagery of like the husband and the wife and the children and the olive branches, like all of that, which is so rich. And I feel like, so applicable to this day and age where kids are seen and Audrey, this is another thing I've taken from you where kids are not seen as blessings or seen as mm-hmm. burdens. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, this culture of toxic motherhood, mm-hmm. you know, not loving our kids and being frustrated by them and kind of treating them flippantly like they're an annoyance. And I just, you know, even in my world, at my stage where my kids are, I see so much of that from Christian moms. And I don't think they're intentionally doing it. Right. I think they're trying to be funny and trying to be relevant to, you know, the state of moms today. But it always makes me so sad because I think we have these kids in our homes for 18 short years. And sometimes not even that. That's not God's plan. But like, how we want to use each day to the fullest mm-hmm. and how we want to always be seeking the Lord. So for Audrey, for, you know, to you, of course, you're my mother-in-law now. So it, our relationship is different, but like, I always think Audrey is someone that I can listen to live or tune in to listen to live not in person, but live right. on, you know, Facebook right. or the radio show or now a podcast, or I can pull up a message from 10 years ago and you always point us back to the truth of God's word and how to be wise women and being another thing I'm just struck with again with that series is like being wise women is saying no a lot of times to a lot of the things that the world says yes to and (laughs) you're not good it's like you're not going to be a popular mom all the time you're not going to be a popular you know, mom with your kids or mom at school necessarily sometimes, but having the backbone, so to speak, to be able to live out your convictions so that you don't fall into the trap of being a foolish woman. Mm -hmm. And even greater than that, that you're, you know, our kids, we're our first role model to our kids. And it's like, they're watching, Mm -hmm. they're watching more than they're listening sometimes. And it's the things that we do and how we react. They're, they're remembering that. And also just to be, you just always put such a great emphasis on, like, don't take that lightly, this job of being a mom to your kids or wife to your husband. Like, God has big things. He has you where you are exactly right now. No matter what things in your life you think might be a hindrance, they're not. They're meant to be used for Him. And how we're only really going to be wise at the end of the day, if we are in God's word day in and day out and seeking his face on everything. It's not about what the latest and greatest book says. Yes, those are great tools, but we want to be women of the word, women who love it. And that's the thing that we cling to the most. And I think, I think probably many of your listeners, Audrey, could say that, that you always encourage us in that way. 
uh, to yes, listen to other people, Christian people, books, authors, but truly to go back and fact check everything with what God's word says. Mm-hmm. And you encourage us to embrace where we are today, mm-hmm. to love our families. I just was reminded afresh of how much a woman is used in the lives of these little people, children God has given us to steward for his glory and how we can either build them for that, build them up, or we can destroy it. Mm-hmm. As Proverbs says that, you know, the foolish woman tears down her house with her own hands. And it's, I remember one of my kids asked me a long time ago, like, does that mean she actually goes out like brick by brick? Cause we lived in a brick house at the time. <laughs> Cause she like take out the brick, brick by brick and tears down her house. And it's just, it's so funny when your kids are little and they're so literal. Literal, yes. And it's like, right. And it's like, well, no, she's not actually you. I mean, I suppose maybe someone that <laughs> would do that. But God's talking about the things that we either do or don't do, how we are building up or carrying down our family. Yeah, and then that, and, that, that becomes the lesson. Like, and now let's talk about imagery. And <laughs> right, exactly. And or whatever. That is our literature lesson for today. <laughs> yes. But even that. Yeah. I mean, even that, moms, like, I think about, I know there's a great contingent of homeschooling moms who listen to this. Like, sometimes you're searching for the right curriculum and mm-hmm. what to do and to teach things. Like, open up Proverbs. Like, you can glean so much from that and so can your kids. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Audrey, I just love that. And I love in this series how, I don't know, it was just so real and authentic and it's almost like you, I could feel you, like your passion and your love for the Lord so deeply and how you wanted that just for all the women listening to you to grab a hold of that, knowing like not to hold on to the past. Like we as moms will make mistakes and have made mistakes, mm-hmm. but you know, to be honest and open before our kids to confess when we do wrong things and to, you know, be truthful with them, but then also to just, to say no to the world and yes to what God has for us. Mm-hmm. And that's not easy in this world that we're living in right now. And I don't know. I just, and to listeners, go back and listen to Wisdom <laughs> Calls. It's four one-hour sessions, and it is so worth your time. And you will be encouraged and blessed. And you will think about things that you've never thought about possibly or in a new and fresh way like God reigniting the flame that was there in mm-hmm. you, but maybe you let it die out, you know, with some of the cares of the world. You know, Audrey, I think about, we, I guess we haven't really talked about Colossians 2 a lot in our podcast, but we did a lot on day one. Sure. So our, but, I, you know, I was even going back to that when you were teaching about not being carried away by the elementary mm-hmm, principles mm-hmm. of the world and being indoctrinated and not knowing truth from error, like how important it is to be a wise woman mm-hmm. to know to be discerning and to know okay this is packaged nicely but if you really start to pull, pull off the ribbon it's not good what's inside of it mm-hmm. and so it, it reminded me too like let's as women not just take every little thing that looks cute or has jesus's name on it and buy it and read it right. and give it to our kids like let's look into the author's but like, what has their life been like? And I mean, a lot of you don't know Audrey personally who listen, but I think for me, I always go back here teaching Audrey because for one, it's you have a Titus II way of teaching an older woman, teaching the younger women. And you told me this, you may not even remember when I was in high school, in school, mm-hmm. 
and I would, you know, there were hard days and times, but you told me like, Maureen, you are an older woman, any, a woman who's younger than you are an older woman to any girl who's younger than you. So you walk with the Lord and honor him. You have things to offer even at 15, 16, 17, you just share what God is teaching you now. And I think about that now, women, like some of you have just come to say, some of you, your kids have already left your home. Like, it's not too late to go back to God's word and to be a wise woman of the word. And I appreciate that, Audrey, about your teaching because you're always bringing us back to the truth of who God is. And yes, he is a good, perfect, sovereign God who's just and holy, but he's also a loving and forgiving God. And he is going to help us as we seek him to be wise women. He's mm-hmm. going to show us things that we need to weed out of our lives. In fact, Audrey, that reminds me, do you remember when you gave the charge to our Sunday school class? Um, you Okay, at the time. Yeah, go ahead. You know, DVDs were the thing. I know yes, all yes. the kids are like, what's a DVD? <laughs> but like, you came in, CDs and DVDs were the thing. You came in that morning. We were going through Genesis uh-huh. and learning about, you know, Genesis 1 through 3. Right. I think it, you called it the biblical femininity. Yes. But uh-huh. you charge all of us. Hey, girls, if you have things at home, whether it be a piece of clothing, whether it be a movie that you're watching all the time or a show or music that you're listening to, you know, and you did caveat this, like, don't go home and throw away all your stuff and make your parents be mad at me. <laughs> right, right, You right. make sure that your parents know what's going on here, but you did encourage us, like, let's get rid of the encumbrances and the sin that's entangling mm-hmm. us and keeping us from being used of the Lord. And I'll never forget that because I remember I did go home. And I had a couple CDs I didn't really listen to anymore. But And you told us, because one girl asked, can we just give it to someone else or bring <laughs> yeah. it to Goodwill? And you said, now, why, if it's not, if you think it doesn't honor the Lord, why would you want to go and pass it on to someone else? <laughs> and then we all kind of laughed. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, and that may seem very just trivial and simple. But mm-hmm. I was reminded of that during your series, too. Like, what are things in my life right now? that are keeping me from being as wise as God would want me to be that are lending in foolishness, like little subliminal messages from the world. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's good for all of us. I appreciate that. And you didn't exactly say that in your series this past month, like go home and get rid of anything that's keeping you from the Lord. But it is like, it is a good time to take inventory. Like God, what are the things in my life? Maybe they're not sinful, but maybe it's not your best for us. And maybe saying no to things that the world has and saying yes to what God has. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I don't know, Audrey, it was just so good. You should go back and listen to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? God taught me so much through it. Um, I mean, and I was thinking about, you know, I am asked a lot, and you mentioned this as you were talking, but I'm asked a lot. I mean, not about this question, fix the, what women ask me, but when you're talking about studying God's Word and about books, and people always want to the cute book or the newest book that's out there or whatever. And I'm often asked by women about Bible studies. What's a good Bible study? What's a good Bible study um, that someone else has written. And and oftentimes what I say, and, what, and I know they're looking for a book for me to, to say, you should use this author. But um, but often, I think my the biggest thing is women, if I say, whether it's reading Psalms or reading Proverbs or starting with the Gospel of John or, or Genesis 1, 2, and 3, reading God's Word, but it's not a matter because women will say, well, I don't really understand it and I don't know how to study it. But sometimes it's like, 
like if you know the Lord, if you've come to know him, the Holy Spirit resides in you because that's he comes in and he lives inside of you. John 14 tells us that he is our teacher. He is our helper. He is the one who guides us into all truth. That's what Jesus was telling his disciples before he went to the cross, because he wanted them to understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit, because they didn't, you know, it's not like us today. The Holy Spirit was going to come one just like Jesus, and he was preparing them for that. And when he describes the Holy Spirit, he says, this is what he is like. And so therefore, we're in the church age. So when we come to know the Lord, he comes to live inside of us. And then God has given us his holy word where he reveals himself, where he tells us everything we need to know. And it is pertaining. I mean, he gives us everything that's pertaining to life and godliness. His precious and magnificent promises are found in there. And we may think we can't understand it. And it is true that we need teachers, Bible teachers like pastors who will open the word of God and teach us. But at the same time, because we know the Lord, if a woman will take the word of God and again, start with Proverbs, read that every day and maybe move into the Psalms. And like I already said, the Gospel of John. And before you start reading it, ask the Holy Spirit to to illumine God's truth to you to because he's your teacher and he will guide you into all things. And, and it's amazing because that's what I try to come to. Even when I prepare messages, I listen to godly people because I don't want to teach anything that's wrong. Or I'll ask my husband and say, am I understanding this correctly? You know, cause I have, I don't have a seminary degree, you know, I'm not some Bible scholar, but I want to encourage women to live what the scripture says. And, and so I'll do that. But God, the Holy Spirit, will make his word come alive. And even when you were saying the thing about walking through this series and thinking, you know, this seems like the best, that's sometimes the way it is about just the word of God, too. Like, oh, I've just mm-hmm. now studied Proverbs 9, and this is like my favorite chapter in the, all of the Bible. <laughs> and I'm like, no, wait a minute. That's the way I felt when I studied when I memorized Psalm 1. And that's the way I felt when I studied the book of Colossians. You know, it's like every part becomes our favorite. And the reason is because because if we come to it seriously, God takes his word and he He pierces our heart and our soul and so that every bit of it becomes our favorite. And Wednesday night with the kids, when we were doing Psalm 1 and I was telling them, I said, you know, sometimes when I hear like Pastor Brogy or I hear someone else refer to Psalm 1, I think, wait a minute, that's my psalm. You know, that's my psalm. And I said, and they're like saying, yes, because they, they'll say, sometimes they'll run up to me and say, I was at so-and-so church and they, they, they said Psalm one and and it's like because they've learned it and and that's the way it is when god if we come to his word seriously we come to and obviously you know because even this wisdom call series it wasn't oh what audrey's saying it we were in the word we were in the scripture every single time this is what god's word says and that's what god uses it's like i love the way my husband often says i'm not here to give you my opinions i'm here to give you god's opinion what his word says and um that's right yeah and so that's why so often and wisdom calls it is near and dear i mean i don't know it's just because proverbs 9 in fact i had it in my notebook the entire time i taught because i i copied the, you know, Xerox or whatever. I took a picture of the page out of my Bible where I wrote all these notes next to it. And I just had it in my notebook so I could be reminded of just the stuff like that I had written. And I just said, oh, Father, I pray for my children that they will be wise, that they will not grow up and be scoffers. 
help me to be wise because I'm training them. And in my, help me to be wise in my own walk with you. Help me to love wisdom with all my heart, to accept reproof and instruction from you. And I remember one time with one of my sons when he was growing up and I had to correct him about something, and then he listened, and he took it to heart. And I just remember God bringing this verse to my mind that it says, give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. And I told my son, you are showing that you are a wise man because you're listening to instruction. You're not saying, well, 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 and defending yourself. You're already showing this is wisdom. This You're showing me wisdom just for the fact that you're listening to instruction. And um, so there's that part of wisdom calls as well. Now, some of you may be listening and you heard Maureen talk about it. Every time I, when I do teach, I, I prepare an outline and then I prepare questions. And of course, they're online too, um, because we have small groups after we meet. And so I try to have um, discussion questions that are related to what I had just taught. And I don't know, Maureen, I've never asked you if you, if you end up printing out the outline or if you get the questions. I mean, not that you should or shouldn't. I just wonder if, if that's something that you've done or not done or. You know, I actually have it in that. It's good to be. It's like, I, I think I've known that they're there, but I'm glad to be reminded <laughs> because I am someone and I know a lot of women are like, they love to fill in the blanks. Well, not to get too hung up if you miss a blank, but to know that you prepared as our teacher this outline. And so it's great to be able to go back to it and reference. So I love that. So no, the next series you do, I'll definitely go and use those resources. Well, and those I, are great resources to have. Over the years, I have, you know, a long time ago when I was teaching, I think maybe because I was homeschooling at the same time and because I was so detailed with so many things. And so I prepared, like my outlines were a lot more involved than they are now. Now they're, 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 more simple is that a correct way to say it you know i might have a a three or four but just it's almost like an outline of like like with when i did proverbs nine it was like the first point was the woman of of wisdom second one was i think i called it instruction and rebuke i believe that's what i call it yeah the instruction and the rebuke and then the third was the woman of folly because that's what you see in those 18 verses that's it's like it's just plain that that's how it's laid out and um and then of course in the second message i did because i was talking about how we present ourselves and being wise in the clothing because that's like so needed because even among christians it's like women don't have to dress anymore I mean, they show their foolishness in the way they dress. They just do. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and so we looked at Rebecca and Tamar and the Proverbs 7 woman and then um, then the women, you know, women in general. And so, you know, so we looked at that because I want women to see from the scripture, like with Rebecca, you know, what how, you know, she covered herself with a veil when she was when she got off, you know, when she was brought to Isaac and she gets off when she's getting ready to marry him. But, you know, she covers herself and it was like the veil of modesty because she was going to spend the rest of her life being being immodest you know with him you know as her husband you know what I mean and then Tamar how she tricked her father-in-law and then she took on the look of a harlot she had a veil too but it was a totally different look and um, so we looked at that and of course Proverbs 7 is very detailed in terms of what um, an adulterous woman is not necessarily I mean in Proverbs 7 you obviously see her committing adultery but sometimes a woman has an adulterous look even though she may not physically be committing adultery. But anyway, so there's, and then of course we looked at the women of Judah and the way they present themselves. And there's just so much wisdom there because it is a problem. It really is, Maureen, in the day and age in which we live among Christian women. It's just like people don't, 
people think, oh, that's legalistic. No, it's not. The Bible teaches it. Mm-hmm. It's not legalistic. It's only legalistic if you don't want to do it. You know, if you don't want to obey God, anything that you do not, and I don't mean you, Maureen, I mean in general, we right. don't, if we do not want to obey God and someone teaches the standard, that's then we call it legalism. That's just what we do. That's human nature. So that's why, you know, I spent some time there and then um, and then with, you know. But I love I love how you did spend some time there because I also and I see this now even more in the younger generations as I'm mothering some teenagers now. It's almost like the church has and I don't want to say as a whole because that's misrepresenting, but the way Christians are being taught, it's like your clothing or your look doesn't have anything to do with the Lord. And it's like, I talk to these girls and I meet them. And then when I bring up things about modesty, it's like, they've never heard it and they've never put the connection together. And then they're realizing like, Oh wow. Like I don't want to send off that message. I was wearing that to be cute or because I could, or because my mom said I look good in it. Like number one, shame on the moms who are doing that. But number two, I just think, no, it is time for us to go back and to fully teach God's word. Like he cares about all of us, everything that encompasses our lives. And to try to say that our clothing or our language or what we watch, that's separate from the Lord. No, it's not. Because God says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and my commandments will not be a burden. And while God doesn't have a direct you know, one to 10 list of what's okay and not okay. There are guiding principles. And just like you said, Audrey, with Rebecca, you see the imagery of modesty. Mm-hmm. And then with other women in there, you see the imagery, you know, Proverbs 7 of immodesty and her intent is to lure these men in. Mm-hmm. And it's so the way we carry ourselves, the way we look is either sending off great wisdom or great foolishness. Yeah. And, when- and I just, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say this. Women so often equate, you know, when they hear that word modest, you know, they equate that with looking ridiculous. I mean, look, in their opinion, looking ridiculous or like they, you know, from Little House on the Prairie. And that's not what it means. You know, that's what they equate it with. But but even if it did mean that, let's just say for the sake of argument, hyperbole here. okay? let's just say it did mean that. You know, let's take it to the biggest extreme. And if that is what God required, which he doesn't, you know, you don't see that in scripture. But let's just say he did. Where's your heart? Would you rather please him or please the world? But that's That's not what he requires. But if he did, it comes down to, well, if he says it, do I want to obey him or do I just chalk that up to legalism? However, I want to be clear because sometimes, you know, women are thinking I'm saying that. No, God doesn't require that, you know, but he does require us to present ourselves in, in ways that are holy and ways that, um, you know, are reflect him. And if he was in our closets picking out our clothing, would he say, yeah, that's great. Wear that, you know, so, right. you know, so that's right. Yeah. So. And so much of it, Audrey is like, where is your heart when you're doing that? Like, what's the message you're trying to send? Like, and I mean, I'm, I'm also not going to be on air and say, every time I go to the store, I hold up my article of clothing and say, would Jesus approve? Right, right. I (laughs) I don't do that. But like, in general, I feel like as you grow closer to the Lord, there are just certain racks that you don't even go near because you're like, oh, I would never want to wear that. And I wouldn't want my girls to wear that. Nor would I want my sons looking at girls wearing that. Right. Like, and 
And so just even, you know, in that wisdom calls, like the closer we are to the Lord, he renews our hearts and our minds to be more and more like his. And so Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not this list of do this, don't do that, but it, it is as you grow closer to the Lord, you desire less of the world's ways and you desire God's way right. and what's pleasing to him. And, and that that's why I always think of you with that Sunday school lesson when I was in high school teaching me about, you know, girls, I encourage you today, go home and go through all of your, you know, your possessions. Are there things that you're clinging on to mm-hmm. as a foolish woman or like, you know, you pull this out when your parents aren't around because you want to look a certain way or you do this, like, you know, because you want men to notice you. Like we as women, we do know that. We know what would cause a head to turn and what wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so we, I, I don't know, I just love that that charge. And the more you grow in your walk with the Lord, the, the more you're going to want to be like him, the more you're going to want to please him. And it's not this, spirit of casting judgment on women right and, you know none of that like that's not audrey and i's message at all like wear this don't wear this, no, do this, don't uh-uh. do this. and i didn't even it, do but, that i didn't even touch on things so you know right I, not at all <laughs> yeah but it's just like as though you were teaching those the, through the foolish woman and the wise woman if you're someone that listens to that series and really takes stock of your life as a believer in the whole you you are going to, the Holy Spirit, like you were just mentioning, he teaches us, he guides us. There are going to be things in our lives as we walk about in this world that sometimes we do, you know, get dirty, so to speak, by things that we've allowed in. And then God uses his word or a faithful teacher like you to convict us and show mm-hmm. us, no, this is not helping me in my walk with the Lord. In fact, this is a roadblock. Yeah. And so... You know, the encouragement, I think about that verse in Second Timothy, um, it's in chapter one. It says, guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, the treasure which has been entrusted to you. And it's like God's word, you know, our salvation has been given to us as we have accepted it. The Lord is our Savior. And then we are to guard this gift that's been given to us and to treasure it by being a wise woman, by seeking to honor him. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I was thinking like, because that was like the emphasis of the second session. I mean, I dealt with all that stuff. And then the third session dealt with uh, was the building blocks of understanding wisdom and knowledge, which I, I don't know for me, myself, I mean, just me, I that was just like, once again, so great to walk through those passages. And then in the last session, we dealt with um, Psalm 127 and um you know, I some of the questions that I asked the women in the um, in, for their Titus fellowships. That's what we call them, by the way. Our small groups we call them Titus fellowships, uh, and we call the woman who leads it. We call her a Titus mom because it's, you know, that that doesn't mean she's an you know she may not. In fact, we have one woman who is a Titus mom, but she's never had her she's never had children. But she is a Titus mom. She mothers people, and she's wonderful. Um, she's just a godly woman. So we didn't pull that. It wasn't because a woman is a, a mother. It's because she's a mom. All women are like moms in that sense. But 
But anyway, um, but uh, we talked a lot about um, in that session about women staying awake in vain and worrying about things. Some of the questions I ask, you know, are you staying awake in vain? Because lots of times, especially if you're raising children, you're you're not getting a lot of sleep sometimes. But um, but are you staying awake in vain? Are you worrying about things in your life over which you have no control? How does this psalm, speaking of Psalm 127, speak of the sovereignty of God? And how are we to think about our children? And based on what you learned today, these are just I'm just reading some of the questions based on what you learned today. What does it mean to speak with the enemy in the gates? Um, And then uh, do you rest in God's sovereignty or do you mostly depend on yourself to build your home? And those questions could be applied to everything, whether it's the clothing stuff, whether it's the, you know, becoming a wise woman in in being the woman of wisdom in the first uh, session. Um, But do we depend on ourselves to become godly or to become more like Christ? Or are we depending on God and resting in Him? And um, so I don't know if any of those things... um, you know, if there's anything in particular about that 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 you want to touch on before we um, close out the podcast. No, I think it's great. I mean, that verse two, it is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors. You know, and then he says, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. But that, you know, starts with, unless the Lord's building the house, we're doing it in vain. And so, yeah, to think about raising kids in this era, and I feel like every day, for sure every week, several times, I hear things that could make me so fearful and grip. That like, wow, my kids mm-hmm. saw that or heard that or were around that. But then it's, it's like, no, God doesn't want us to, in vain, be fearing the things that he is guarding our family against. And it doesn't mean that none of us are going to fall into sin or any of that. Mm -hmm. But overall, if your husband and you are walking with the Lord as much as you know how, you are seeking the Lord for his wisdom as you make decisions. Not go ahead and making the decision and then asking God to bless it. Mm -hmm. But no, you're coming before him and you are seeking that. There's a great peace and a refuge in that of knowing, yes, this is scary at times. Yes, I'm fearful of this like I'll take right now as a mom for instance you know my kids as of current do not have social media Mm -hmm. but I just think okay I have a child who's leaving in two and a half years our home to head to college right and you know I think like oh what is this going to be like should we let him have something to introduce him but then I can let all the fears of what's on that come in and envelope me and scare me and cripple me but then it's like God comes down he's like I have this. Your kids, you being alive, is this is the time that you were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. To be all this was going to be here. He already knows it. He knew it ahead of time. He's not afraid of it. Like God right. has the victory. And so for us, as I just think, being a wise woman and not a foolish woman, asking God to give us that daily manna, the daily wisdom, the daily grace to be able to make these decisions that we need to for our family, and then to entrust the decisions that we make, just give that to the Lord and say, God, this is the way I feel led to lead in this moment. Will you please honor and bless that? Even though I'm, yes, I don't want to say you're never going to be scared as a mom or fearful of things that your kids experience because you will be, Mm -hmm. but who do you go to? Are you letting God build your house or the world? All of that, Audrey was just like, it just, you just kept coming back to, it's like God has got to be at the center. Like, 
we can't be an afterthought. We can't mm-hmm. be Christian to our Christian on Sunday morning. Like right. this is, we, we are in a battle and you know, we have got to gird ourselves with God's word. And unless he builds our house, all this work that we do is fruitless. Right. Right. I just love you encouraging me as a mom and as a woman and all the ones who have listened and will listen that like we cannot, I mean, I think this is something you always say, like, don't leave your post. Right. Like God has put you there. Like, yeah, there are nights that you're going to be, you can't sleep because you're up praying for a child or you're praying for your spouse or you have a lot to get done. And the best time to do it is at night when everyone's sleeping and they're quiet. Right. And God, and that's why I love that. And Audrey, you talked about that. And he gives to his beloved mm-hmm. even in his sleep. Like God is also going to multiply. If he calls us to stay up one night or a week long, or when you're a new mom and you feel like you've never had a whole night's sleep and who knows when, God right. is going to give you, he's going to give you the daily grace to do the things that you need to do. So mm-hmm. I always think of you saying that, Audrey, like, don't leave your post. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. God put you there and he wants you to walk with him and then to steward these kids for him. Well, you know, so thank you for teaching that. I mean, well, you it's know, such a good reminder. Well, I love that you brought that up about the sleep. And, you know, one of the things in that uh, message or that God really spoke to me again and again and again about is him standing guard while we sleep and that he he'll, you know, that he will help us. And I and it was Psalm 121 and and it was, <laughs> you know, I've got this. Uh, I would love to play this of of your daughter Grace reciting it for me. Can I play this for the ending of the podcast? Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it's just so sweet. And I, I, uh, she, she said this for me. And I, you know, we looked at Psalm 121 briefly in that message. And of course, that made me Maureen. It made me think, I need to just teach Psalm 121 verse by verse. You do. <laughs> but, but, can I, but I'll give the little backstory of Grace doing this because you had helped your children memorize Psalm 121. And, um, and this was in the few months, uh, it was, this was soon after um, Jane went to be with the Lord, and I was taking care of your children, and Grace recited this for me. So she was four years old, and, uh, and so I'm going to play it, and, um, and, then I will, and then we'll just let this close out the podcast today. Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills, for where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, the keeper of Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. If you enjoyed this episode of Rare But Real, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering From The Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.